You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. All righty, folks. Welcome to Mr. Understood (laughs) Podcast, Episode 1, Special Guest, Kelly Sabraki. Great job. That was phenomenal. If you haven't figured it out already, this is a misunderstood podcast with special guest, Mr. Understood, Austin Zaraki. Honey, I'm so happy you're on the podcast today. You are by far the number one most requested guest, as well as the number one most reluctant. So we're all very happy to have you here, sweetie. Yeah, that's why I think I am misunderstood is... (laughs) Because of the back and forth that you have over there. What back and forth? That I'm reluctant, but I'm also the most requested. I know. I think people think you have like this mysteria about you because you're very like not involved in my social platforms. Like a lot of like sweet couples have podcasts together and they're always on the show and they like banter and it's a thing and they always like repost things on social media or they'll do like, look how cute my wife is. I don't get any of that. I don't get banter. I don't get social media shout outs. I don't get comments. What else do I not get? (laughs) I don't know. I do all of that. I get in like real life support, which I know is like way better. So here we are. Uh, You had, it's going to be tough to respond to that because you kind of just shot me down for. Because you don't do it. We're not ever going to be that podcast couple. That's like that, that couple. You know what I'm talking about? Do you listen to any podcast where it's like a bunch no, of couples? No. Okay, well, I listen to like 17 podcasts where the couples go on and they like chat. And they don't just like chat about themselves, they like chat about topics. Like you struggle to chat about like us and you love us. You love I'm us. A, I'm just a behind the scenes guy. You are a, a good behind the scenes guy. You are the person 97% of the time behind all my, my photos and my videos. So thank you. Really, I wouldn't be a social media excessive and work for you. So thanks so much, babes. Also, can we circle back before we get into today's topic? Do you remember what you said to me on our first date? We were having apps at Emmett Miranova in short north. Actually, no, it was just like in downtown Columbus. Very first date, date number one. And drinks were full. Sushi was served. Do you remember the question that you asked me? I think I asked you to tell me about your social media or something. You said, so... What's the story with your social media? And I think at the time I had like 3,000 followers. No, I probably had like 2,000 followers. So, you know, I was like in that space where you're like kind of struggling to build a platform because you're not really legitimate yet. And I feel like I really impressed you with my answer. Did I not? I think so. Yeah. Because you never like asked me about it after that. You were like, all right, like I get it. This is a woman on a mission. I mean, am I wrong? (laughs) No, you're not wrong. I know you talked about your platform a lot, so... I also asked you a lot of questions. So there's a lot that I... There was a lot to like unpack there. But you did ask me specifically about my social media. And you weren't judgmental after that. But that was so sweet of you. Because a lot of men, I feel like that's not the case. They'll ask and then they'll poke and they'll prod. And then later in life, they'll be like, oh, this is a little bit weird. But 
Back to our original reason. Still a little worried. <laughs> hey, uh, you are not worried. Get out of here. Go stand in the corner next to the tree. The reason why we are here today is to talk about... Brrr, drum roll, please. Big news in the Zabraki household. Austin, why don't you share the news? We're staying in Chicago. We're staying in Chicago. I don't know any Chicago theme song, so that was the first one that came to my mind. Are there like Chicago songs? There's like New York, New York. You could do like the Chicago Bear song. What is that? <gasps> I love the Chicago Bear song. Bear down. Wait, how did it go? Is, yeah. Bear down. That's all I know. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so happy you brought that up. Austin and I went to a Bears game a couple weeks ago and they played that and I was obsessed with it for like two hours after the game and then I forgot it. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy you brought that up. Okay. It's a little fight song. Bear down. Here we are. We're staying in Chicago and we can't wait to get into exactly why we made this decision slash thankfully the Navy granted us our genie wish. But first, you know, I've got lots of questions from you guys. It's not often that we get Austin on the podcast. So let's kind of like start a little bit from the beginning and we'll take a little bit journey, if you will, because Austin's been with me for four years now and we've really navigated a lot of difficult decisions together in the military. I actually recently got a comment from someone that was like, you guys move a lot more than I think the average person. <laughs> and we really have. Yeah, definitely more than I uh, initially expected. But Then you probably signed up for. Yeah. Well, the last move was a good move. So Yeah, that's true. So Os, can I just kind of circle back to what your initial... And keep this short because Austin's long-winded. What your initial expectations were when you started dating someone in the military versus kind of like how it's panned out to be now four years later. Initial expectations. uh, I didn't know a whole lot growing up in Ohio. It wasn't surrounded. You know, I had some family in the military, but wasn't surrounded by it. So didn't know much about how moves worked how they happened how often they happened i did know that they would happen they like happened but i didn't know how how frequent they would and then yeah so i've just learned a lot about rankings and the lifestyle and wait what about rankings oh like my rank yeah yeah that's true i did have to to school you on that a couple times so i got ohio state in my mind so you still call like enlisted sailors covers cat so there's yeah. still like a, quite a few things to work on, but you're getting there. Yeah, but that's because caps is like a cooler, like a better term. Look at those caps, he yeah, says. That's what they should say. <laughs> it's not a cap, it's a cover. Anyways, you do know a lot about the rankings, but you know, I kind of touched on this earlier when we were chatting. For those of you who maybe just found my podcast or maybe are new to my social platform, in episode like six, like OG, OG, misunderstood podcast, I had Austin on the show when we were just dating. We weren't even engaged yet, which is really cute. But we talked about like how we met and our initial discussion on LA. And long story short, Austin and I had been on about five dates, super casual, like nothing serious. And I had orders to move to Los Angeles and I didn't tell you. And I think it's because at that point, like, I didn't know if either of us were really emotionally invested. Like, we were just kind of having fun. And then it naturally came up. Do you remember this conversation? Like, it came up. Yeah. Do you remember where we were at? Because I remember all of our dates. 
<laughs> yeah, we were Where at were we at? Four now. What were we eating? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Probably the, the answer is in the name of the restaurant. Pasta. The pasta forno lunch. But we were eating pasta forno. Mine had the salmon. And then you were asking me about how often we move in the military. And I said three years. And then you were like, how long have you been in Ohio? And I was like, three years. And you were like, oh, <laughs> so are you moving? <laughs> and I was Not like, hard to connect those dots. Yeah. And you were like, where are you moving to? And I was like, I'm moving to Los Angeles in eight months. And what did my sweet future husband say? See you later. Austin! Uh, uh, you have a chance to be super cute there. And he didn't take it. No, I what said... What did you say? I said... What did I say? I said basically that it would be worth continuing the relationship. And we'll see where things go. That is what you said. I'm going to let Austin step away because he's about to grab our groceries like the sweet man he is. But... I remember that moment so well because that was like a really defining path. Like you can either, you know, be right there in that moment. Like it's a potential partner that shows like support and that they're open-minded and he was willing to kind of flex and keep his heart emotionally available to like what might happen. That, that was pretty defining, I feel like, in our relationship because that already showed you were willing to kind of work and see like where this went, which ended up being, I would say that's kind of become a theme throughout our relationship. And now our marriage is like, we just kind of take it in stride and just see what happens. And like, hopefully it was the right decision, but like, you're willing to take the plunge. I think that says like, would you disagree? Like that's kind of happened almost every single year since we've been together. Yeah, definitely been a lot of a lot of changes, a lot of things that happen. And we were lucky that during that time that we like, we could have cut it off right there. But since we continued dating and talking and hanging out, we luckily you got extended. Yeah. And we had another couple months to really yeah. be confident about our decisions and where we wanted to be. So, and I know I asked you previously on a podcast, but I just want to kind of touch on it real quick is Obviously, you decided to move with me. Fast forward the fall of 2019. Looking back, like, what were your kind of thoughts? Because that's what a lot of followers ask me. They're like, how did this man, first of all, like move his career and like uproot his whole life? And like, they all commend you for that because that's incredible. But like, how did you go through that mentally, that decision making to like take the plunge and move with this like naval officer that you met eight months prior? Yeah, well, I had to go. I had to think about a lot. Now I had to leave kind of my hometown, my home state, my family, all my friends, right? And I had never moved. So I was kind of nervous about that. But then I looked at the options of, you know, moving and experiencing something new with you. And then obviously what it, what it would be like if I just didn't go. And obviously I don't know if we would have worked out and was it going to be worth just not spending the next three years or spending the next three years across the country from you. And I just weighed those options and then obviously ultimately decided to move with you. My career worked itself out and a lot of things worked itself out. Was there any particular like advice that you got or like any, I feel like you talked to a lot of people, like you're shaking your head, but you've talked to a lot of people. And I remember you getting advice and I mean, this wasn't like you woke up one day and decided to do it. Like this took months 
for you to come to the conclusion. And then another like several months to like to tell people that you were going to do this because they were kind of think you were crazy. Yeah, I think a lot of people kind of just said, like the initial people I talked to, really the advice was just like really to be sure about what I want to do. And at that point, it was like, uh, could you see yourself spending the rest of your life with this person type of situation? So this person has a name and her name is Kelly. So anyways, I was thinking a lot about our potential future dog, (laughs) but I think, yeah, that was really it. I really just had to weigh that question. Hmm. It's not enough. She wants more. I do want more. (laughs) I want you to give us the deets. The emotional strain and turmoil and decision making. It was, it was a lot. It was really But I'm bringing back, I'm digging up a lot of like old feelings. This was like three and a half years ago. Well, then like, let's fast forward. Long story short, you moved mm-hmm. and then you were so lucky to relocate with your job. Mm-hmm. You had a job in logistics at the time and they so graciously let you work from the West Coast but still for Ohio, like in Ohio time. So there was that time period of our lives when you were literally working the crack of dawn. Oh my God, that was horrible. Five to two. Yeah, you, you work. Oh yeah, five in the yeah, morning. Six to two. because But you got up. I, yeah. That, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so early and you had no life because you were going to bed at like seven because yeah. you would get up at like four in the morning. But then you would be done at two. Remember that? And you would come see yeah. me. And COVID hit. And then COVID hit. So. And then that changed everything. Tough first move. <laughs> yeah, and then COVID hit like six months into living in LA. If that, it was like four months living in LA. So a lot of people kind of ask about that with your career. I'd say you just kind of got lucky. Like you were a top performer in your company, which I preach about that in all of my episodes about that sustained superior performance, but you really were killing it at your career in logistics. So they didn't want to lose you. You know, they were willing to work with you and let you transfer with me and like go out to Los Angeles. Then you were lucky enough to get a new career. We're not going to say what company, but you do have a career in HR and software. And you got that job. It was while we were in LA, but when? I got it in June. So when I started. Yeah. So yeah, right when the pandemic basically was hitting hard in LA, I got it. And that was a blessing because it was because of COVID, it was fully remote. Wasn't supposed to be like was designed to be going in the field and seeing clients, but you had a fully remote job. So the reason why I'm mentioning that is now fast forward to 2021, I get a phone call again about an experience or an opportunity rather in Chicago, which you and I, weirdly enough, like this is a God thing. We had had discussions already like that month. This was February, 2021. And I remember us talking about if we had an opportunity to go back to the Midwest right now, like would we take it? And I started chatting about like Ohio, like what are my options to go back to Ohio? And like there were zero. And so I called my detailer and I was like, hey, what are my chances of getting back to the Midwest? And he said, none. I said, cool, great. He said, enjoy a Los Angeles, like see you in 2023. And then a week later, I got a phone call about this job here that I'm at now. And do you remember how you felt initially? Like, I know I felt initially, but whenever I was like, I remember like peeking around the corner in our apartment being like, um, Austin, I just got a phone call or I got an email about a job in Chicago. What are your initial thoughts? Go. Yeah, no, I remember actually being stressed again. (laughs) Sorry about that. Because I realized like... I had a new job that I really liked. I really liked the people I worked with. Things were going well. And I wasn't 
I wanted to get back to the Midwest, but I felt like it was just so soon. So soon. And I wasn't really ready for that move right then and there. Oh, and we had just moved. We had moved out of the initial place we were at in Long Beach and then transferred into a new place because the lease was up. And so we'd been living in Huntington Beach for a solid eight weeks when we got this email. That was also a pain because I hate moving as well. Yeah. Dislike it. I remember ultimately my detailer called and said, there's an opportunity in Chicago. It's Tuesday. We need to know if you're serious about this by Friday, Tuesday to Friday. So just over like 72 hours. And you don't say yes to an opportunity in the Navy with the intention of turning it down. Like that's just really like it's poor professionalism. Like if you say yes to something, your heart should be open to it. And I knew like I didn't want to say yes to this. Some people were like, yeah, say yes, because you may not even like get it. Just like show that you're interested. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say yes and then like hope I don't get it. Like that's weird. So we had like 72 hours to figure it out. Boom. Talked to a lot of people. We decided to go for it. And I think ultimately it was because everything that we listed pros and cons, it was it was going to get us closer to the Midwest. And then here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We went up to, to Big Bear, actually. Big Bear Mountain for, it was like, it was uh, yeah. Valentine's weekend. We going up to Big Bear Mountain and we, that's when we kind of like use that weekend to accept our decision and relax. And obviously it wasn't right. We weren't moving. We got the call like on the way to Big Bear. That's yeah. right. For Valentine's. Yeah. And then we decided to, to make the move. Yeah. I feel like there was a point in that decision where you were actually more invested than I was, which was interesting because you had just moved and like, here you are moving again and here you are potentially getting a new job again. What made you that way? Cause I, looking back now, like I remember you being like the one that was way more excited about that opportunity in Chicago than me. I think I didn't like the timeline originally cause I wanted to be in LA longer again cause of my job and the people I worked with. And I thought we started to finally make some pretty good friends there. Obviously, pandemic didn't help with the friends, but, and then I think I just accepted that we could either wait and have a chance to not get back to the Midwest, or we could just go now and know that we're going to be there. And obviously just weighing like the options of being back with you, right? Number one, and then having my friends and family close enough. And we were closer to your family, right? I guess and grouping your family into that when I say closer to friends and family, but just made it a lot easier. And the time, like the travel from LA to Ohio is miserable. It's like eight hours with the time change. Yeah. Just super hard. Yeah. And then can I add one more caveat to that? Not only was I taking a new opportunity in Chicago, but we had a move within two months. Mm -hmm. We found out in February, we had to, actually it was less than two months. Found out in the middle of February, we had a report April 1st. Yeah. Super fast. So that was added stress. But then on top of that, this has been a really hard tour for me and you too, because my previous role in recruiting offered a lot more flexibility. I could telework sometimes. I can make my own hours really. I had a very, very, very different role. Like I was in charge. I was the officer in charge. Here in my current role as a flag aide, nothing about this job is even like a little bit about Kelly Sabraki. It is completely about my role to support the Admiral, her staff, her schedule, her travel. And when I was thinking about taking it, the woman who had it before me was like, nothing about your schedule is your own. And you need to 
like be ready to travel three of the four weeks of the month and get home at 7.30 p.m., which was a stark difference from our lifestyle before. So even knowing that, I know it was hard. Like, did I want to be away from you that much in our first couple years of marriage? And you were so supportive, like so supportive. And like, did you have any fears initially when I was like, hey, I'm like not going to be around three of the four weeks of the month? I mean, it was a bummer, but I think, you know, we were obviously super secure at our relationship at that point that I don't think any of that really mattered. So, and it obviously worked out because you didn't end up traveling as much as you thought you would, but yeah. But you also were willing to support me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Austin, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to brag no, on I you was, a little bit. Just, you were so supportive. Yeah, I was willing to make the sacrifice. Well, we both were, but yeah, I was willing to support you for that career change and I knew it'd be better for you in the end. That's what I was trying to get out of you. Because you kept saying to me, like, I think this is going to be worth it two years down the road. Like, this is going to be really pivotal for your career. And it has been, definitely. And also, I want to talk about, you know, to my ladies out there who think, you know, they're looking for a guy who can support them like Austin has. There was a lot of communication. And just that's what I'm going to get into about our decision to stay in Chicago. It has to be a team decision, like one unit, a partnership. It's not 70-30. It's not 60-40. 50-50 split down the middle, 100% buy-in. And we talked about everything. We talked about the lifestyle change, the financial change, not seeing each other as much. We even talked about, I remember we talked about dinner. Like I was like, honey, I'm probably going to get home at 7.30 at night. Are you comfortable cooking dinner? Because like, when are we going to eat? And you were like, yep, I am. And I love to this day, like you didn't like embrace that gender role where you were like, no, like I'm a working man too. Like I'm not going to cook dinner. Like you have dinner ready for me all the time because you know, I'm not going to get home till 730. And like, those are conversations and like a precedent we set really, really early through communication. And I think that shows it's like another extension of your support, which has been so amazing. Yeah, no, I'm just, now I'm Chef Boyardee. You're like Mr. HelloFresh is what you are. We haven't done it in a while, but yeah. That's such expensive. HelloFresh sponsored me. (laughs) It's expensive, but it's good. Okay, so now, obviously, we've been in Chicago for over a year and a half. And for those of you that are novice to the military lifestyle, for officers, you typically get to talk about your orders a year out from your PRD, which is the date that you rotate. So my rotation date tentatively next summer or when my boss leaves, because as a flag aide, my first day is with her and my last day is with her. Like I'm not going to leave before or after her. I can leave after her, but I can't leave before her. I need to be there by her side until she leaves. So we started having a conversation over the summer back in June, July about what are our preferences? Like, what are we thinking? And I think that this was really important because again, it's not just me. I'm not the one in the driver's seat here. Like it's tandem. You have a career. I have a career. You have your family. I have my family, but we need buy-in for both sides. So do you kind of remember what we talked about? Like in that initial discussion, like what some of our priorities were? Priorities. Uh, (laughs) I know we obviously careers, my career was one thing that we looked at more this time. And what specifically about your career? Just because my career has been good. I like 
my company. No, you have to stay in big cities. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hello. That's a big part of your job. You have to stay in his companies and like, big metropolitan yeah. cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't necessarily, I wasn't like, oh yeah, let me just move and go to another big city right away. But I think I was op- way more open to moving this time around, but I am really glad we didn't. I'm glad we stayed here. We also talked about Tampa. We did, yeah. We were like, ooh, like what a fun place to start a family is like go to Florida mm-hmm. and be in warm weather. Woohoo. We really, like we pushed that for a minute. Yeah. We were almost like dead set on it for a little bit. And that's what I talked to when I I had initial call with my detailer back in July and recommendations for those of you who do this, like when you do get the opportunity, like have your preferences like in hand. And I told her, you know, I needed to stay in big cities because of you and your career. And I said, you know, um, I have some personal items that we wanted to prioritize for my next tour. We're like, and bonus if it's warm weather. Yeah. <laughs> so she was like, okay, okay. Like, I'm going to look at what's career enhancing for you, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to take all that into account. And it was several months later that I got on a call with her again. And she had done her due diligence and like looked at Florida and like warmer areas. Um, and she said, I, I don't see a ton that's super career enhancing in Florida, but she did circle back. And by this point, it was like October. Yeah. And I feel like our hearts had kind of changed. I think it was like give and take because we were coming right off of Chicago summer, which we both love. So we were kind of like, we really want warm weather again. And we don't want to leave warm weather, but we also love Chicago summers. And like the summers, they hit a little little harder and a little better when you're... They hit different. Yeah, they do. They hit a little different when you're... Chicago in, summers hit different. Especially when you're in cold weather half the time, so... Yeah, everyone's like so lively in the summer in Chicago. It's like a different city. Yeah, I think that that kind of went into it. But we also had time to marinate on our decision, which again, God thing. Because I think had this decision been put in front of us in the summer, we probably would have picked Florida. Yeah. A Florida option. But we had time to think on it. And then by the time I had this conversation with her in October, she had presented five different options to me. And I think both of us, like we both knew in our heart of hearts we were leaning toward staying put. And I talked with her. She said, you have options to go to Manhattan, which I love New York. So <laughs> that was tempting. Houston and Tennessee and a couple other options. And then mm-hmm. she said Chicago. And I was like, well, you know, I'm going to do my due diligence. I'm going to like talk to my husband and see what he's thinking. But you said something that really stuck and you were like, if we're not being forced to move, do we have to? Like, do we have to move? And that like simplistic thought made me realize like, we don't have to. Mm-hmm. This is a, another career enhancing role for me that I'm being offered and we could stay put. And like, what's that like? Yeah. We also hadn't done that since we've been mm-hmm. together. We've been planning for a move since the day we started dating. Yeah. Is that kind of weird to think about? Yeah, it is. I will say also having a dog every single trip we make to see our friends or to see my family or even when we go to see your family like it's just that much easier because we don't have to fly them everywhere so dale is at like the center of your decision making is what you're saying there's a big part yeah where is little daily are you chilling right now but then it's not it's nice having your car and packing things It's it's just easier especially when you take those long trips but not to say we do we do love chicago and since this was a little shorter of a, a tour for you, this yeah, it made it a little 
easier. So what recommendations, babe, would you give to those who are maybe they're in, you know, a, a relationship kind of like us where maybe the husband is a civilian, the wife is in the military or one partner is in the military, one's not. What advice would you give to the civilian in the relationship on how to navigate military moves? Well, just realize that you're going to move. <laughs> <laughs> Acceptance. Stage one. Yeah, you just got to be really open to it. You know, at the end of the day, a career is a career. And ideally, you know, you work hard and you'll be able to find something new if you absolutely have to. But if you do, you just ask those, you know, I think now I, I am not afraid to ask the question to move. And a lot of, I think, pandemic changed the way companies think about that. So you can't be scared of that. But then, yeah, you just got to, you know, realize what your why is and what's most important to you. And at the end of the day, what's most important to you? No. <laughs> Same. You're not going to be able to force it out of me. What is it though? But, but yeah, but my family is most important to me, Kelly. Yay! <laughs> and then our dog Dale. So that uh, that all worked out. <laughs> and the Buckeyes. Yeah, that too. But yeah, and I think you know, at the the other part of that is you're uh, you're also in the relationship, so you don't have to. You can always give your opinion, and you can always. Uh, have conversations and see what works out for best for both of you. And uh, that's it. I think that was said perfectly. And I would add from the military perspective, number one is communication. That's why the narrative of us sitting on our fifth date and like talking about it was so important. And then continuing on even before mm -hmm. we were ever engaged, like we always communicated and I always made you part of the decision-making process. Literally, the only decision I didn't make with you was my move to L.A. because I made that decision before I knew you Yeah. Um, when I was single and alone. But wouldn't have been my first choice. It wouldn't have been his first choice, but here we are. But communication, number two, I, you know, support both ways. I have never for once said my career is more important than yours. My career might be posted about more on social media or maybe understood more by the general public or whatever, which is great. But like in the long run, I've never said mine is more important than yours. And I think that that's important, that there's like that mutual respect between careers and roles. And I see a lot of, of couples kind of crumble when they're like, well, what do you mean? Like you have to move. Like I'm the one that's in the military. It's like, no, we get it. But like it's also important for that spouse to have the buy-in too and like let them know that their career matters as well. And that communication is going to help with that. And I think lastly, it's like just commitment to each other first. As weird as that sounds, like I love the Navy. I love my job. I love what I do. I truly do. Like it's part of my heart and my soul. However, you will always be first. Mm -hmm. And I will leave the Navy tomorrow if it affects our marriage. Like, yeah. I think that that decision making has been really powerful mm -hmm. because – even back to our decision just to go to Chicago, I remember someone was like, well, Austin really likes his job in LA. Like, why doesn't he just stay in LA and you go to Chicago to like pursue this opportunity? And I remember just like, it wasn't even a thought. I was like, that's not an option. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we're a team. Like I either, I move in Chicago and he comes with me or I stay in LA and I stay with him, you know, like, that's just not, I think, from the beginning, like the relationship we wanted to have. Like we kind of agreed not to do a long distance relationship. And so we committed to like physically being mm. with each other and like that being kind of a cornerstone of of who we are. But that's, that's different for everyone. But that's just no, something that we placed 
for us as important. Yeah, definitely. I think we both said enough. Anything? Whoa, just wrapping up the podcast, yeah. huh? Now Kelly's a Midwest girl. So that's the wrap up. Oh, you think I'm a Midwest girl? Because sometimes you call me a poser. Well, you're still a little. Well, I meant like you love the Midwest now. I, I do love them. I've always loved the Midwest. You're still, we're still well, since on. 2016. We'll still, we'll still, still working well, Honestly, on like what makes me more of a Midwest girl at this point? Like I was married in Ohio. I lived there for three years. I'm a way bigger Buckeye fan than I am a Naval Academy football fan. Not that I don't love the Naval Academy. And what else? Like all my best friends and family are from Ohio. We're still working on the sports aspect. I quiz Kelly a lot. One thing at a time. She's getting better. I am getting better. Well, we're going to do a, a, a rapid fire of questions after this, but I hope you guys are as, as excited as we are. We're staying put, sweetie. Chicago. Bear down, bear down. <laughs> oh Chicago Bears, bear down. This podcast is going to last another 30 bear minutes. Bear down. I'm excited. Thanks for being on the podcast, sweetie. Thanks. Hey, cheers to three more years. Cheers. That rhymed. Whoa. <laughs> Bye. All right. I have my sweet, sweet husband here. We're going to rapid fire some of your questions. I did a Q&A, a question uh-huh. poll, a poll, if you will, on Instagram yesterday. And I said, ask Austin anything. And you guys submitted like literally 450 questions. It was out of control. So we're going to rapid fire through a quick six. I'm going to time you, Austin, because you, you tend to chat, as do I. And then we're going to do a separate episode and extend the Q&A. So first up, Austin, bum, bum, has anyone ever called you a dependa? Uh, not to my face, just to Kelly. <laughs> Who do you look for for guidance, examples of a strong marriage and relationship? Probably would look, I look towards my parents specifically, obviously, because they raised me um, and they've had a strong, successful marriage, luckily, and then towards Kelly's as well. Have you ever considered joining the military, even as a reservist? (laughs) No, I haven't. Why not? Just because I uh, am used to my career as of now. And I just, uh, yeah, I just haven't really thought about it. (laughs) I think you're serving well to your country as an amazing Navy spouse. Favorite spot at OSU? Favorite spot. When I was in college, I was often at the O. Loved Ugly Tuna, a little OG spot. And then right now, once I got older, I love Short North. So Pint House, Standard, Food Places, obviously love Forno. Emmett Marino is great. A lot of good spots there. Marcella. Okay, you're cut off. (laughs) Okay. How... Do you feel about future moves slash traveling? Well, we just talked a lot about it, but yeah, we did. So, if I'm I'm am fine with summarize it. in one word. I'm fine with it. Okay, let's see. Oh, some of these questions are so sweet. What is Austin's favorite and not so favorite thing <laughs> about being married to an officer? Oh, favorite! I gotta go to the benefits. Why benefits? <laughs> Honestly, my favorite benefits are like the random discounts that you get and like the theme parks that you can get into free and that stuff. Obviously, I love that Kelly's driven as well. And then my least favorite thing at first, it was the moves just because it, it's a lot. It's honestly the most stressful because there's a lot for me to deal with. Luckily, they've always worked out. Um, but I'd probably say that's still the least favorite is how busy Kelly can get in the moves. 
Because you need my attention. <laughs> no, you need my attention. I do need your attention. Okay, last question is from me. What do you love most about me? Next question, please. Excuse me. Your sense of humor <laughs> is my least favorite quality. I literally can see this and that question is not on there. I said it's a question for me. This is only for viewer questions. Please continue. <laughs> can you say one thing? Please. I just did. I just complimented you on your hard work and your drive. I know. Drive. I wasn't listening because I was preparing for the next question. Okay. Your hard work and your drive. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap, guys. Tune into our next episode, which is a full Q&A with Austin. And thanks so much for being here today. I hope you guys felt a little bit better of an understanding of what is misunderstood about navigating moves in the military with my sweet husband. Thanks for being here, babe. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys, and I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram, and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you love, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you are looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall. Kelly Hall.